Don't leave with things unsaid. Don't regret not saying something to somebody that you're not going to see for two, three weeks, maybe six or eight weeks, or somebody that you might not see again this side of eternity. So our usual way of, uh, of preaching and teaching God's Word here at Sar Fellowship is uh, continuous exposition, which means we work through whole books of the Bible from start to finish, and we generally move through them to see what was said, uh, what was meant, how it points us to the Lord Jesus, because he himself said that Scripture does so. So what was said, what was meant, how it points us to Jesus, but then what do we what do we do with that in, in our today? So our daily devotionals are like that. The Friday sermons are like that. Our midweek podcast talking through the Old Testament is like that. And our kids' church devotionals are like that as well. It's just generally how we teach the Bible uh, here. There are times in the year, though, when we kind of pause that and we look at something quite specific. You know, maybe it's something in the Christian calendar, you know, like Easter or Advent. Uh, maybe it's a time of the year that's really, really important to our particular circumstances living here in Bahrain. And today uh, is one of those days. Uh, we've referenced it. We've talked about it in the chat. Uh, summer is a time when many people travel in and out uh, of Bahrain. Uh, isn't it? I did last week. Uh, maybe you're going for a short break, just a couple of weeks like I did, or maybe you're going for a longer break. Uh, it's not uncommon for people uh, to go for the summer as such. Maybe you're leaving permanently this year. Uh, it's probably the hardest thing about living here uh, is saying goodbye to friends that become like uh, your family. So maybe you're leaving permanently this year, or maybe you're not leaving at all this summer. But either way, however the next few weeks looks in your life, summer is a particularly acute, summer is a time of particularly acute transience in our very transient community. And there are things that we can do to prepare for that. So this morning then we're going to talk about three things that we can do before we leave. And uh, this is this week, this very week in our church family calendar, if there was such a thing, this week is the traditional week when many people uh, do head out for a few weeks of holiday. So next week, Friday the 9th of July, we're going to start our summer sermon series. Uh, we'll talk about that after the message today. But today we're going to talk about things that we can all do because summer is upon us. It doesn't matter if you're traveling or not. If you're going to be here for the summer for the next six, seven, eight weeks, uh, this is still very, very relevant to you. So whether you plan to travel or not, summer is a time when your routines and your rhythms change. Uh, and it can be so easy to slip out of the very good habits that you've built all year. You've worked hard to build those good habits throughout the year. And maybe this year, with the world as it is right now, maybe you've worked harder than ever to build some good habits into your life. And summer is a time when, without even trying, they can just 
they just disappear. So with summer upon us, it's time for us to plan, to pray, and to say. So first, we're going to plan because it's easy for things to just slide and slip away in summer, isn't it? If you're here in Bahrain, it gets so hot that you start to feel a bit lethargic and you think, oh, well, you know, I'll, I'll get to that. And then you never do. Uh, <laughs> we've lived in this particular house for about three years now and there's still some stuff on the roof that I need to clear because we moved in in the summer and I thought, yeah, I'll get to it. Never did. And then every summer since I've thought, yeah, I'll get to that. I'll move that. I've never done it. Uh, if you're traveling, it can be so easy to fall out of any kind of rhythm and routine. And as a consequence, some of those spiritual disciplines that are so important to our Christian lives can sadly just kind of slip out of your daily routine because you're in a different place and your head's in a different space. So just think, how often have you traveled and you've not had a time of personal Bible reading in the morning, start your day with the word because you're at somebody else's house or you're in some hotel somewhere, you've woken up on an airplane and it's not you're not in your old favorite chair with your old favorite Bible. So then that's just slipped out of your day. Or how many times have you gone to bed somewhere different? You've been doing something so different in the day because it's summer, you've been doing different things and you've forgotten to pause and pray to finish your day because you know what well, it's just been I've been so busy I've been doing so many different things I saw this person I went there I don't normally do that but I do it because it's a sum your rhythms and your routines change and your spiritual disciplines sadly are the collateral damage to that so when we're heading into a time where we know that things are going to be different either your summer here in Bahrain or your summer of travel. It's really, really important that we plan, that we plan to keep things going, plan to be as committed to your faith over the next few weeks as you are here the rest of the year. Plan ahead to make sure that this summer is not a time that you look back on with regret because you didn't keep up with your spiritual disciplines, things like reading and praying and things that we'll talk about in a minute. And, you know, for, for me, uh, I love teaching the Bible. It's one of the greatest joys in my life. But one of the more challenging things about teaching God's word is that there are, there are going to be times when you're, when you're preaching and teaching ahead of yourself, so to speak, and so you're, you're, you're looking at a passage, you're looking at what was said, what was meant. You look at the language, the culture, the context, all that kind of stuff. And you teach it how it should look in 21st century lives. And you realize that, wow, it doesn't look like that in my life. So you're preaching and you're teaching ahead of yourself. You're, you're, you're declaring truth that you know that you could be doing so much better in and, and for me planning ahead when I know things are going to be a little bit different is something that I could certainly do better there have been a couple of times in the last couple of years 
I've traveled to a conference or taken an overnight flight somewhere and you wake up the next day and you think, ah, I didn't have that time of focused prayer in the evening that I usually would. You know, you're so concerned with details and catching your connections and, and doing this, that, and the other that you've you've missed out on your your morning devotional, just reading the Bible time. So this summer, then, let's plan to be diligent in our spiritual disciplines. We're going to plan to be diligent with our disciplines. Maybe you don't feel like a plan is very important to you. Well, just kind of get to it. Proverbs 21 verse 5 tells us the plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. Now, maybe one proverb isn't enough for you to build a habit on. Well, in Luke 14, we see Jesus giving this wonderful teaching about discipleship, about following him. And as part of that, he uses a great example. So if you want to go there in your Bible, uh, reading from Luke 14, we'll pick it up in verse 28. Jesus is speaking. He says, which of you wanting to build a tower doesn't sit down first and compute the cost to see if he has enough money to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish the tower, all who see it will make fun of him. They'll say, this man began to build and was not able to finish. Now we know, don't we? We can't take something out of a paragraph, out of a book, out of a part of the Bible and say, look, uh, Jesus says X, Y, and Z, so I'm correct in what I'm saying. He's talking about discipleship and the cost of following him is what he's talking about. We know that, don't we? The principle that he is using, the bigger picture principle there is one of planning. So look at it with me again. If we're going to if we want to do something, if we want to be diligent in our disciplines as some, if we want our faith to flourish this next few weeks, and Jesus says, which of you wanting to build a tower is this example. So if you want to do something, then first we need a plan. Jesus says that you sit down first and you compute the cost and see if you've got enough money to build your tower, to do what you want to do. Because if we don't plan, things are not going to go well. And Jesus says, otherwise, when you've laid a foundation and you can't finish the tower, people are going to see it and they're going to make fun of you. <laughs> They'll say, look, this man began to build this tower and can't even finish it. So Jesus is saying, in principle, that planning is essential. So as we step into summer, then let us plan to be diligent in our spiritual disciplines. We're going to plan to be diligent in our disciplines. Here specifically, yes, Jesus is talking about becoming his disciple, following him. But for you and for me now, today, this particular week in the year, summer is upon us and our rhythms and our routines are going to change. We're going to plan to stay on top of our spiritual disciplines, of our Christian life, living our Christian life day by day. You know, the fact that it's summer and your kids aren't going to school and you go to work and it feels a bit different. Maybe you're by yourself for a few weeks. Maybe you're in a different. None of that. None of those things are an excuse 
for your spiritual disciplines, you living your Christian life day by day, none of that stuff is an excuse for it to slip. You know, you're daily spending time in the word, your, your, your prayer life, your encouragement of and engagement with other believers. Don't drop off the map for a few weeks just because you're out of the country or you're doing something a little bit different. The things that you do that make your life distinctly Christian needs to continue these next few weeks. So plan and plan and plan to do them and then do them. So the first thing before we leave is to plan. And the second kind of flows from that. We've already mentioned it. Part of what we're going to plan to do is to pray. Because very, very simply, there is never, ever a situation that we can find ourselves in in which we shouldn't be praying. You know, in James chapter 5, we read, Is anyone among you suffering? He should pray. Is anyone in good spirits? He should sing praises. In our world then, in our life right now, no matter what this summer is going to bring for you, no matter how the next few weeks of your life are going to look, wherever you're going to be, whatever you're going to be doing, there is going to be a reason for you to pray about it. It's a plan to pray about it. James tells us there that there's never a situation that we shouldn't pray about. There is never a season of our lives in which we shouldn't be praying. There will never be a way that we're feeling that means it's all right not to pray. He says, is anyone among you suffering? He should pray. Is anyone in good spirits? He should sing praises. James writes suffering. He's talking about if, you, you know, if you're feeling troubled, afflicted, dejected, if you're feeling like life it's really difficult for you if things are getting in your way. If your summer is going to be is difficult, if there are frustrations and challenges and cancellations and closures, and if your summer has that, you should pray, says James. On the other side of the coin, is anyone in good spirits? If the next few weeks are restful and rejuvenating, you're just having the best summer of your life. You should be singing praises. So very, very simply, no matter how you're feeling, no matter what you're doing or where you're doing it this next few weeks, pray about it. Commune with God over it. Plan to do so because it's always the right thing to do. No matter how this next few weeks pan out for you, pray about it. So we're going to plan and we're going to pray. And then this third one is particularly uh, focused on other people. So we're going to plan, we're going to pray, and then we're going to say. So as we move into summer, we're going to plan, we're going to pray, and we're going to say. Don't leave with things unsaid. Whether you're going on a holiday whether you're leaving Bahrain permanently this year, even if you're going to be here all summer, don't leave things unsaid. Uh, let's, let me be clear about the kinds of things that, uh, that need to be said, that, that we can't leave unsaid. We want to be saying things to one another 
that are helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it's going to benefit them, as Paul writes. Don't leave with those things unsaid. So just think about the last 12 months. You know, if someone has been an encouragement to you this last 12 months, then say so. If someone has given your life some much needed consistency this last 12 months, say so. Tell them. Thank them. If you've appreciated someone's friendship or fellowship, encouragement, edification this last few months, say so. Don't leave things like that unsaid. You know, we live, we live in a culture, don't we, that's very very quick to complain, but much slower to say thank you, to offer praise and encouragement. You know, as Paul wrote that, to, to say what is helpful for building up others according to their needs, that it might benefit those who listen. But it shouldn't be like that with us as, as believers. So don't leave with things unsaid. Plan pray and then say and this is especially important if people are leaving Bahrain permanently this year like I said it's probably the hardest thing about living here saying goodbye to people every single year that have become uh, like your family that you do life with as if they are your family people that are so now memorable in your life and attached to certain events in your memory you can't think about you know for example the birth of your child or thinking about this person because they helped you out they went out of their way they are so attached to such big memories in your life and that's the hardest thing for me about being here saying goodbye to people like that every year so this Planning and praying and saying in particular is very important if there are people in your life that are leaving Bahrain this year. You know, I once heard about a pastor who in his last week, his last sermon, announced to the church that he, he wanted their forgiveness uh, for, for times when, without even trying, he'd upset them, he'd annoyed them uh, something that he'd done or said or something that he didn't do, something that he didn't say, and that the congregation, the whole church, could rest assured that he had forgiven them for the many times that they'd upset him and let him down, made him feel annoyed and angry and upset. And the first time I heard this, I thought, wow, that's a, that's a really strange thing to say and to do in your last service. But the more you think about it, it's a great example of saying things whilst you've got the chance. You know, Solomon talked, didn't he, last week about doing things whilst you have the chance before you and your life change beyond a point where you can go back and say the things that you really wanted to say. And for you and for me today, it's planning, it's praying, 
but then it's saying it as well. It's especially important if there are people in your life that are leaving behind this summer. Don't get to where you're going this summer or just get a couple of weeks into your summer here and think, oh, I wish I would have thanked that person. I wish I'd have talked to them before I left, before they left. You know, sure, you can send them a text down the line, but the moment's passed. You're no longer there together. And some things are just too important for written communication. You know, John says as much at the end, the second John, the third John. If that's not possible for you at the moment with rules and restrictions and things like that, you know, at least call them or send them a message before they leave, before you leave, whilst you're still physically here and and and, and, and part of the same community. Because, you know, a message of, hey, look, I'm leaving today and before I go, I just wanted to say this to you. A message like that is so much better than getting a message from somebody and saying, hey, look, uh, I left Bahrain three weeks ago and I forgot to tell you. You know, the first message there communicates to the receiver, to the recipient that, you know, look, you're known and valued and loved and appreciated. And the other one is kind of like, oh, you're a bit of an afterthought. So when I was thinking back, I realized I probably shouldn't. Don't, don't do that. Plan Pray about it and then actually say it whilst we've got the chance. Say these kind and loving and upbuilding words to one another whilst we've got the chance. Don't wait. Don't send it after the moment's passed. Say it whilst you've got the chance. You know, as part of a longer instruction to the Ephesians, Paul writes, don't let the sun set upon your anger. And much like Jesus talking about the planning, you know, the principle that Paul is using there is so good. Paul's not writing about talking to one another before summer starts, is he? We know that. But he's talking about doing now what you can do now. So don't wait. Don't leave with things unsaid. Don't regret not saying something to somebody that you're not going to see for two, three weeks, maybe six or eight weeks, or somebody that you might not see again this side of eternity. Plan, pray, and then say it. Start today and make sure you're doing it all summer. You know, ours uh, shouldn't be a community and a big family that's caught out by the changing seasons and different times of the year. Ours is a community and a family that, that plans, that seeks the Lord's will in all things and at all times. And therefore, we're a community and a family that plans to succeed in whatever is coming. Because as we said earlier, the plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance. There are no times and seasons that we can go through that the Lord's not going to go ahead of us through and walk with us through. Ours should be a community and a family where we plan to put the Lord first, collectively, but individually as well. And we do this by having a plan. As we move into summer then, make sure you've got a plan. Ours is a community and a family that prays, that prioritizes prayer, you know, communication with God. And ours is a community and a family that says what? what needs to be said 
that prays about it first to make sure it's for the building up and the encouragement of one another, but then ours is a community and a family that says what needs to be said. Ours is, 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 is a community and a family where nothing positive is left unsaid. What an absolute tragedy it is when encouragement, kind and loving and building up words go unsaid. You know, just think if somebody's feeling a bit down, they're feeling a bit blue, they're apart from friends and family, they've had something cancelled, they don't know what they're going to be doing the next few weeks. And they get a message from you thanking them for something that they've done for you, just reaching out and encouraging them, asking how you can pray for them. Think about how it's going to make them feel so known and loved and valued. And what an absolute tragedy it is if you thought about sending that person that message and they never did. So ours is a community where positive, uplifting, encouraging and edifying things are never left unsaid. People shouldn't wonder whether they belong here because others in our group are telling them that they do. They're showing them with their actions, yes, but they're also saying so explicitly with their words. Because at the core, we're a community that seeks to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our minds. But we seek to love our neighbor as ourselves as well. And we do this in, in part through planning, through praying, and through saying. So wherever you're going to be in the world this next few weeks, whatever, you make sure you pray and then make sure you say what needs to be said. <laughs>